You're listening to Illini Life Audio, messages from a community of Christian believers on the campus of University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. For more audio and video content, visit IlliniLife.org. I was going to do a little PSA to tell all you empathetic criers to get your Kleenex out, but I feel like that's already happened. So if you don't have it out by now, like, get it out. Um, okay, so once it became clear to us this fall that God was asking us to leave Alana Life, I had sort of this sneaking suspicion that they might ask me to do the My Story. Um, and every couple days, that thought would sort of pop back up into my head. And then sometimes I'd just push it away. And um, other times I'd give it some thought and think about what, my, what I might talk about if I came up here. Um, and eventually it became pretty clear to me what it would be that I would talk about. Uh, so when Susie asked me a couple weeks ago if I'd do this, she would sort of think, no-brainer, of course I'd say yes to that. Um, but it wasn't. There's the whole speaking in front of you all with this microphone that just sort of isn't my thing. Um, but my main hesitation was that I knew that today was going to be the day you all were saying goodbye to us publicly from up front here. And I knew that I would have a lot of emotion on this day, and I'd probably cry. Um, and I just didn't know if I could get up here and do that. But I was talking with Fred about it, and he said this one thing. He said, you know, we're in this season where God has been asking us to have courage and do hard things. And then he thought I should do it. Um, and that was basically when I knew God was telling me, yep, I want you to do it. And I've been preparing you all semester long to do it. Um, because the thing is that when I figured out what it was that I would talk about out here, it was just that. It was that continual theme um, in my life where there's just been a pattern of God asking me to do a hard thing not necessarily knowing why or where it might lead me, um, not knowing if or how I'd be able to do it, um, but then realizing maybe months, maybe even years later what his blessing in it was. And so um, it's just a pattern that I've been able to see throughout my life, and I'm going to share a few examples of that with you guys today. So one thing most of you probably don't know um, is that exactly 12 years ago today, I got to marry the most amazing man who is so good for me and... um, (laughs) (laughs) who loves me and challenges me and encourages me. But the thing is, getting to the point of knowing that if Fred proposed that I'd say yes, that was not an easy thing to do. That was actually really hard because it meant giving up a lot of things. It meant giving up an amazing job in Chicago where I was doing work that I loved with an awesome vocational future ahead of me. It meant leaving a lot of really close friends and moving away from all of my family. Uh, But God said to do it. He said to be willing to give up the cushy job and my friends and my family to move to this town where I might be lonely and jobless and miserable. And I was all of those things for a while. But looking back at the last 12 years, I don't want to know what my life would have looked like if I hadn't listened to God in that. So after we were married, um, moved down here, and I immediately had a job offer, right? It was a great job. It paid good money. It was in my field. But it was really clear to me that God was saying, don't take it. And I didn't really know why. Um, It didn't make a lot of sense to me, and it was super hard for me to turn that job down. And then I spent six months completely unemployed, which was even harder. And then I finally got a job offer here in town for this job that actually seemed pretty miserable. Um, I didn't need my college degree, let alone my high school degree, to do it. Uh, It paid next to nothing, and it just seemed pretty boring. Um, But again, God spoke into it, and he told me, nope, take the job. Um, And the thing is, if I hadn't listened to God in that, I wouldn't have had the amazing flexibility that I did to be so involved in ministry here for so many years. 
that job gave me an amazing boss who literally paid me, for me to go on mission trips with Illini Life to Honduras and Memphis. Um, it gave me so much flexibility to coach small groups and disciple women and pour my life out into students here for years. Fast forward, fast forward to about seven years ago when Fred and I first became foster parents and we took in just the most amazing little girl, Allison, straight from the hospital when she was three days old. And we were told over and over again by our caseworkers that we'd end up adopting her. And then when she was six months old, she left our home to go live with family in another state with, that was supposed to adopt her. And saying goodbye to her is the most difficult and heartbreaking thing I've ever had to do. Whew. I would literally lay on the floor of her bedroom next to her crib after she left, just sobbing. And I didn't know after that if I could continue to foster, right? If I could continue to open myself up to all the heartbreak and the uncertainty. But as we sought God on it and we prayed, we felt like he was saying, nope, you need to keep fostering. You need to keep doing it. Even though we knew that it would continue to break our hearts. And about a month after we made that decision, we got a phone call to take an eight-month-old Zaria. And about three months after that, we got another phone call that said that Allison's adoption hadn't worked out in Georgia and that she was coming back to Illinois. And she just had a little brother, Jeremiah, who'd been born. <laughs> and would we be willing to foster them? And the thing is, if we hadn't listened to God when he asked us to do that hard thing after Allison left, we wouldn't have gotten any of those phone calls. And we wouldn't be parents to the amazing, three amazing kiddos that are sitting right there right now. And here we are now with God asking us to leave what, for me, is the only church I've ever known. The place where I learned how to follow God, to live in true community, to use my gifts to serve his people. And there's a lot of people who've asked us why we would leave something so stable, um, something that we've known just our whole adult lives for a lot of uncertainty. And the thing is that God has been showing me all semester long is that he asks us to do hard things. He doesn't always tell us why or show us exactly what he has planned for the next 12 years or even six months. But he asks us to trust him and follow him. I was um, teaching the elementary kids in back earlier this semester, and we were talking about the story of Abram, where God asks him to leave his country and his people and just everything he knows um, to go to a land that eventually God's going to show him. And God doesn't give him the whole, like, 100-page plan for his life right there, right? He asks Abram to, Abram to trust him in that first step. And then I've been studying Joshua this semester, and um, right away in the first chapter there, Joshua basically takes over after Moses' death, and God tells him to lead the Israelites into the land that he's going to deliver to them. But again, he, he doesn't give Joshua this like big blueprint for exactly how he's going to do it all. And he keeps telling Joshua the same thing over and over again. He says, be strong and courageous. And in verse 3, he says, I will give you every place where you will set your foot. And I think that's what God has asked me so many times in my life. What he's asking me now, to be strong and courageous as we leave everything we know, to follow him into a lot of unknown, all the while trusting that as we are obedient in each step, that he's going to show us exactly where that next one is. I'm Erica Kirstein, and that's a part of my story.